Hi, I'm Buddy. And I'm Dude. And I'm Rodney. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm Rodney, the creator, artist, and writer. And welcome to the world of Pitter Patter. Scribbling the adventures of these two sometimes lovable cats, I'm very excited to not only be offering issue one, but issue two as well. That's right, the first two issues of Pitter Patter are available through our Kickstarter for your enjoyment. The books center around our two harebrained cats, Buddy and Dude, cats from different sides of the tracks, and how they traverse the choppy waters that are their lives around the house, yard, and other dark and dangerous places beyond the door. But wait, that's not all. If you act now, you can get your grubby little paws and all of the shiny pretty things we have to offer. The goods are plenty. Pins, variant covers, stickers, trading cards, and more. Simply scroll down below and check out all the rewards, add-ons, and stretch goals. If you have a cat, love a cat, know a cat, or even hate cats, these books are going to be right up your alley. So come on, follow along, and enjoy the ride. And thank you all for checking out the world of Pitter Patter and for supporting our Kickstarter. For Buddy and Dude, this is Rodney Fike saying, so long, everybody. Yeah. It's taking a while. Yeah. What, what, what is if I die tomorrow, I hope you hear these words I ain't here to flip no birds or sit no serve Hope the future generations can get this urge Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds uh. Why is StreamYard lagging? <laughs> it just lagged that. Well, anyway, that was a Kickstarter from Rodney Fike from Hezon Productions You'll definitely catch him at NBUncon Well, doing a live drawing so that was his kickstart that's going on right now to august 6th the link is in the description so again we want to give a shout out to rodney fike awesome artist um awesome person if you're good to see him at a con to um, step up to him check him out um give him a uh, conversation um i am fumbling my words it is tuesday night guys you ready i'm ready let's do this like let's jump into it we have a double header for you guys oh, oh man yeah. So first of all, podcast announcements. I will be on Let It Out on Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so you'll catch me at Comments Cast. Um, we will be talking about a bunch of projects, um, nerd related, Beyond related, everything related, Sebastian related, just people related because it's all our stuff. There we go. But yeah, that's at 1 p.m. Um, this Sunday at the Comic Cast channel. I will get to uh, draw with the awesome Jarrell Matos. Um, nice. Second. It's this. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to our Twitch. Listen to us on your favorite podcast app. Um, we are there. Our lives go on there as well. So we put it on there for you guys to listen to us in the car. If you are not tired of hearing our voices, we are there. But make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Twitch channel. Um, follow our Instagram, TikTok for more information. I mean, we did an awesome shoot for July 4th where, um, you know, da, 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 da. we were all on white. We were all white, and then you know the family meme popped out too. Oh my god! Appearance. I can't wait so, you yeah. see that. You need to stop, man. You need to stop while you're ahead. <laughs> Next up, beyond. ah man, it it it, it goes with the territory. Right. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Having on my meds. Um, NBOncom virtual show August 28th and 29th. Free um free admissions, free to participate. VIP packages are also available, as well as um exhibitor booth upgrades. Use code get um nerdy with it to get 10% off of VIP packages and vendor booth upgrades. Um, but again, the show general mission and participation is free. We want everyone to come through to the show to enjoy it. It's a virtual show. Go to nbioncon.com for more information and remember that code because um there is some dope digital swag in those vips so you don't want to miss out on that um also too september 4th september 5th ghost icon um geeks out staten island we will be there september 4th We're in ah, yeah, I'm so excited. on september 4th september 5th they will go virtual for those who um you know still because again we're dealing with this pandemic who um you know are not comfortable going in person so they will do a virtual event on september 5th as well finally um october 23rd 24th we got to give Incredicon um a shout out they will be doing their show at the poughkeepsie galleria mall on october 23rd and 24th so they will be there um again um if you have not seen 
check them out on their website, check out in credit chat. Um, they do a lot of amazing stuff there. So that is all the announcements that we have um, right there. And then, um, so first of all, we want to bring up because we want to get into Black Widow real quickly, but I'm going to bring out our guests because um, we have some awesome guests that are um, coming on to the show today. Um, first of all, Start with the newest guest first. I'm going to start with the newest guest. Why are you okay. ahead of me? I'm just <laughs> saying. Plus we... Ultra. Come on. Wait, wait, wait. wait tag, tag. All right. So our first guest we're going to bring out. Um, we have a creator series that's going to feature him. That's going to come out um, in a few weeks. We got a great conversation with him. He's an awesome dude. Um, he's been doing some awesome stuff. And you have seen this man's work on Game Grumps, on Sketch Brew. I want to give it up for his uh, nerds. Let's give it up for his first time on the show. The one, the only, VT. What's up? Yay! Hey. What's up, guys? What's up, VT? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're good. Yeah. We're good. good. Welcome good. to the live show. Thank yes. you. Thank you. I'm ready for this chaos. There you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Chaos. oh, yeah. We got a double I'm, header. I'm it's glad chaos. you know that you're aware. Like, Oh man, I like I'm fully aware now. Like after the conversation <laughs> that we had, like I know. Because like, like, I spent some time in the green room. I know what it is. <laughs> that's it. That's how we're, that's it. Um, next up on the list, you've seen him on the show before. You saw them in Beyond Calm before. Also, too, just to let you guys know. VT and his crew will be doing a panel for NBN Con, a pre-recorded panel that they're gonna debut. This group yeah. that we're gonna be out is going to be on a panel in NBN Con. You caught them last year. On a panel on Beyond Con, you actually caught Reverend Charlie, and we're still waiting for the Sean Acevedo call, um, calendar. So give it up for <laughs> Sean Luke Acevedo and the Reverend Charlie Williams from Sketch Brew. I mean, no, Sketch Fed. You know what? I, I, I got to say, though, like you, you said all this other shit, and you missed the one thing in that we kicked their ass in, in questions against livers. My you know? bad. Like you, you, you completely missed that, my man. Like, what's oh, going on? Man. What's and up, there, there will be a part two very soon. Yes, yes there will very be. soon. It I'm might trying. be in person. Ooh. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, so, George, shit. just so I can get ready for tonight. He, he's in the chat now. <laughs> George, George is here? Yeah, but you know what? So we can do the thing for George. Let's go before George. What's funny is that will George be with us when we actually talk about Loki? Because that's when he gets the real spoiler warning. Because right now we're talking about Black Widow. Yes. Oh. It's all about that widow that is yes. black. Yes. So <laughs> tonight we are doing, I don't know, we were supposed to do an hour. We're doing about 52 minutes of review of Black Widow. Anything <laughs> and everything. That's a little bit too long, though. No, no, no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop the nonsense. We we're talking everything about what it is in regards to Black Widow. Spoilers will be said. Black Widow's already dead, but we needed to have a movie about her, I think, a little bit too late. Still, you know we'll what? Yep, we're gonna we'll talk about that. I agree with you one hundred and fifty percent. All right, George. We will see you there, brother. All right, so, all right, bet you get the real spoiler warning there. This is a fucking movie. Let's do this. So 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 VT, so 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 break you into the fold. We're gonna have you go right. first of how you felt about this movie. Wait, wait, wait. Saw... First things first. I need to know. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Hides... No, 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 it's not show is this, man. Who shows this? <laughs> <laughs> if this ain't towards me, I'm not ready, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I just need to know for for for, for referential purposes. Okay. Uh who watched it in the theater and who watched it on Disney Plus and who didn't watch it on bootleg? <laughs> I didn't watch it on bootleg. Uh, I watched it in theaters. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I, I watched yep. it from the couch. Yep. Sean, I paid those thirty bucks for that movie. That's God right. Damn right. It's the best thirty bucks we all spent. Piracy is bad. What I'm saying is piracy is bad. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> So we see one team. We live in a day and age where we just share usernames and passwords. Like, Yo, I don't like, understand. We do not condone sharing of passwords. Now we're at 51 minutes because there's a hard stop at 10, according to Seabass. Right. So let's do our 51 minutes. <laughs> All right, so, so, so my apologies, apologies. my apologies. You well, can continue on with your show. Right. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> so, VT, how did you feel about the the movie and everything? <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. So, 
man, I have so many mixed feelings about this movie because it's like I didn't hate it at all, right? But there were definitely issues that we're going to talk about. I'm pretty sure. Um, but on the whole, like I did have a good time watching it. Um, I enjoyed seeing Scarlett Johansson back again, you know, for a last hurrah. Um, I thought it was great action. There was some great comedy too, oh, yeah. like way more than what I thought it was going to be. Um, and I like some of the characters and like I said, we'll get to one who I, I didn't like that much, but, um, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty decent. I mean, like maybe like one out of 10, I'll probably give us like an eight. Okay, that's, that's good. Bad. That's not that's bad. bad. That's not bad yeah. at all. Rich, behave what yourself. Better than Blank Man. <laughs> Blank Man. Listen, <laughs> listen. It was definitely better than Steel. Do not bring up Steel, Rich. You're in time okay. Oh no, Charlie, you're next on the list. Give us the re- give us the reverence take. I'm so I'm fifty fifty, and I think I'm fifty fifty because of the pandemic. Like I feel like at this movie had came out fresh prior to the pandemic it would have kind of still had that Marvel energy, that flow. That's just me. That's how I felt. I, I I enjoyed it, but I just think that there was some parts of it that I felt just lingered on. Like it just, the pacing of it was just kind of slow at parts and it just lingered on and, and it didn't really, it didn't have my attention. Like the moments that it did were all action. And I don't think that's what makes a story a story. I think mm-hmm. that, it's it, it's in the creativity of the story itself, but a lot of that comes down to the pacing of the movie. So I don't know. I'm like 50-50 on it. Like it's not mm. one of the worst Marvel movies, but I'm not going to shit on it because I really do enjoy Scarlett Johansson. I enjoy her role as Black Widow. It's great once again to see her back on screen, but I don't know. Something about it just doesn't do it for me. And Emilio. Yeah, Florence Pugh was awesome. I didn't think the movie sucked, but I'll go to my opinion with that next. But we'll go with Sean. Sean Aluchasa Vittle. Really? You just got to put the luch? The luch. The Okay, so honestly. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got I to gotta, I gotta pick on Emilio about this. No, the worst no. one was Iron Man 3. Oh, Iron Man 3. Oh, wow. you're, you're, you're grounded too. I can agree with that. You're grounded too. I disagree. I disagree. The worst Marvel movie oh, is Thor the Dark were, World. Thor the Dark World is the worst Marvel movie. That's my yeah. bottom. You know what? We're going to lock him in the room and make him watch Batman versus Superman. I was this. I was like, what? What? We're not going to make him watch the four-hour Snyder cut so he can gouge his eyes? Oh, no, no, let's go. Let's go. Keep the show going. Keep the show going. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Did I think it was like the groundbreaking movie that some of my friends are making it out to be? No. But I do believe it is a movie, and it's an excellent movie for something that should have came out after like Age of Ultron or Civil War, right? And not now. I feel like even if this came out right after Avengers Endgame, I think more people would have been pissed off because this still kind of did a disservice to what happened to her at the end of Endgame, right? So the movie's great. Florence Pugh steals the show. Um... And I believe like there's a lot of pieces here that are going to be bigger than people realize. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it, like the Taskmaster piece and all that stuff. Right. Um, but overall, I'd also give it an eight out of 10. Um, it's not out. It's like it's in the middle of one of those like good Marvel films, you know, like it's something that I would rewatch when it comes on Disney Plus for free. And I'm going to pull up Joe's comments, which was here. Dialogue was great. Action was great. They took the human trafficking, which was great. Black Widow mm-hmm. took for high friend favorite. And yeah, I have to agree. It was a better story than Black uh, than Captain Marvel. It really was. Um, I enjoyed the story a lot. I mean, um, before I get into to Lawrence and Tony, I just want to toss it out there. Like, I think that this was a great movie of passing the baton. Um, I felt like, you know, because now we're in the age of Marvel shows that maybe it would have been great to expand more as a show, but it was great for what they did. They did a lot of great stuff in this movie. And I mean, it, it to me, they found a place where to put Black Widow because there wasn't much more that you could do for the character after that. But it was a nice passing of the torch for me and explaining um, a little bit of a world and introducing new characters. But Law, I will tag you in now. Tag, tag. <laughs> Tag. I got, I got you. Um, so I remember when Tone hit me up, and I was like, I would actually put this in damn near my top five. 
because of where it stands versus a lot of the other MCU films. So I would say we look at uh, the Winter Soldier as like the apex of what the MCU films have been so far. For me, that's always been a movie that you can take out of Marvel, take away all the Marvel pieces, and it's still a very solid spy like kind of movie, you know, or, or, or something to that effect. Um, with Black Widow, uh, yes, did it come a little too late? Yes, was there some things I wish they would have changed? Absolutely, especially with time to think about it after like first seeing it, um, because you know you get that little like excitement when you watch it in theaters versus watching it at home. Um, I would still say it's higher in my like top ten of overall Marvel films, um, and I really enjoyed it. Like again, Florence, you like. Uh, completely completely stole the show for me um and then i was disappointed with with certain elements that i wish like we got a little bit more of but i'm sure we're gonna get into it but i genuinely enjoyed it it did what it was supposed to do it just came out a little bit later than it needed to okay george I wanted to love it and end up kind of liking it, but it's definitely the, at the bottom of the Marvel movie pile. I wouldn't think so, George. I mean, Florence Pugh did shoot or so, but there are other more Marvel movies you can name. I mean, so so here's Thor: The Dark like, World. Who you say the villain is? Like, if you're yeah. saying Taskmaster as the villain, then no. you're—it's really Drakov is the villain and what yeah, he, right. and what he is. Yeah, you know that's that's how right. you got to look at it because Taskmaster is just a is a, is a victim of it. Yeah. Yeah, right. but that's also, a whole that's a whole other conversation to have a little bit later too. So yeah, yeah. so the example of the MCU movie, like I said, I, I agree that the the plot was better than what they did with Captain Marvel. But also look at it this way: we've gotten a, a better solo story from this movie yeah. than we did with. I didn't think Doctor Strange was that strong of a, of a starting movie. Iron Man did a really good job. Captain America was okay, but wasn't as good as Civil War. You know what I mean? Or, or Winter Soldier. So, like, look at it in terms of solo MCU films. There's a oh, difference, and, and but then, there's a big difference between Black Widow and all those other characters that you just mentioned. Black Widow was already a mainstay in the MCU before she even got a solo film. These characters were introduced in their solo films. Right. right. So therefore you have to you have to show their faults and their arrogances and their issues prior to them, you know, shining in their movies. That's why we put um, the Winter Soldier as a pinnacle movie for Captain America and the MCU as a whole, because we already knew these characters. Now, now you could do character development and character growth based on that um, based on that ideology. Well, but. With her being like, and Tony, you can take it away after this, I promise. But with her being already established in, in the MCU, right? And mm -hmm. then have, and it's basically, this is a movie we all can agree that should came out way sooner. Like, this movie? This should have been, movie, this been phase two, out. phase three, early phase uh, three. So I disagree because I heard Sean make that comment earlier. And I think that <laughs> without giving spoiler, without giving like spoilers of like, there, I don't. Bro, who I gives a shit? So it's more of like not really a spoiler, but I feel like no matter where you would have put it, it would have been a spoiler of her death. Her death in Endgame had so much meaning to it. That's why I don't feel like there's mm -hmm. a, there's any real place to put this movie. So, so make it really fit in. Here's the thing, though. That her okay, death, but, everything involving her death happened in the post credit scene. Right. That's right. that's so right, right. if this was to take place right after Civil War and right before Infinity War, right? And the post credit scene would have been Captain America showing Captain America break them out the raft as opposed to having that at the end of Civil War, right? Then it would have fit. And have Florence Pugh at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier have that cutscene at the end, right? Because Val's in it. Have that cutscene at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier as opposed to that dumbass Sharon Carter piece, right? <laughs> and then that would be a le better lead into the Hawkeye show. Uh, Tom, no, Tom, I think. Let Tom go first. 
I mean, we're about you, know, to guys, go guys, you guys are hitting yeah. all the fucking all the fucking stops. But I mean, talking about the movie itself, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thought it was I thought what we you know what they did with Black Widow was a great swan song for her as a character. As everyone said, I think fitting it in was the. I think fitting it in is what like the challenge for the movie was because you've got to you've got to have a, a solid movie for for Black Widow, but also do the due diligence of passing the baton without like being all up in your face about it. So that's why I think like Florence Pugh was just a fantastic addition. And I can't wait to see what she does in the in the Hawkeye in the Hawkeye show. Um you know, obviously some bumps in the road. I think uh, what they did with Taskmaster, not the fact that she was a victim of Dracov, but just using that villain and kind of everyone kind of ha has an idea of who Taskmaster is. And maybe it could have been, it could done differently. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with the character. If this leads into a Thunderbolt sort of thing, Dark Avengers sort of thing of what they do. Cause then I think it'll be, it'll be worth it at that point. As long as we're not doing the normal Marvel of here's your antagonist or bad guy, your counterpart. And then we, put him away and we don't see him again um but overall i i, I enjoyed the hell out of a movie i thought it was, i thought it was great i thought i also like the fucking stunts amazing like i yeah they were, they were <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like the stunts were nuts i'm like watching yeah. this movie and you're seeing you're seeing scarlett johansson and floors we just throwing each other against the wall i'm like i'm here for this Let's it was go. it was, it was yeah. like it was it was really cool i you know they didn't they, I, yeah. they didn't pull any punches it was dope I'm, it was really cool action scenes I'm going to pull up some comments real quick uh, and definitely with George. It says, I said at the bottom because they set the bar so high. I agreed where the dark world was hot garbage and it wasn't that low. But I mean, they did set the bar, but also too, we had that big gap for Marvel movies. I, I want to pull up Joe's question and I'm going to answer this for you, Joe. You guys should talk about what you did with the movie first, but instead did focus on Captain Marvel. I don't know why. I could tell you why, because again, Captain they Marvel Captain was Marvel on, for the, they, it was on the, the slate, but Black Widow they admitted that they didn't know what to do with the character's movie and they didn't want right. to do a movie for a movie's sake. They wanted right. to give the character a good yeah. story. So they really, her story, they really focused on because they were but, afraid of messing it up. So here's the thing. Here's, here's my caveat to that problem. There's two things that I have now that we can go on rants, right? <laughs> um, one, Scarlett Johansson had to executively produce this for it to get done, period. Right. Like this is coming out of Scarlett Johansson's pocket. Right. And that's the part that pisses me off about this one. Two, they have been making this since Age of Ultron. Like they've been Ooh. doing the writing for this since Age of Ultron yeah. back like in 2016 or so. Right. And the, the, the writers even said it like they had a Black Widow script ready to go, but they kept pushing it back. Yeah, they kept pushing it back because, again, they wanted to make sure. And as her being an executive producer, you have to think about this. She has a little bit more creative control as well as what right. they're doing with but, the character. And she, my, she loved mm -hmm. they, they all loved playing their characters. And I will say this is that, um, again, I hate shit talking DC because I want them to do well. But I think that a lot of the actors who get to play the Marvel characters, they have a lot more love for the roles that they're playing than what we've seen come out of DC. Mm -hmm. And... And like I said, I mean, I don't like if you compare Black Widow to Aquaman, if you compare it to Wonder Woman 84, if you compare it to Batman versus it, it beats them all hands down to me. And and I'm not, and and people are gonna be well, you're more. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, no, no, like no, I like. I mean, that's, that's Titans, true. Titans is good. true. You're not shitting. I, I don't think you're shitting on DC because let's be let's be very clear and keep this very short. The writers, the studio of DC movies, no matter what actor they choose, they are not well invested the way that Marvel has been invested and the right. actors have been invested. Right. Um, right. Something I think Tone said that I just want to cap on, I think either Tone or Law said it, it and it relates to this too, is the fact of I'm happy it took them so long to write this and to put it out because this movie doesn't feel forced. Mm -hmm. I think it's very. Mm -hmm. I think if you watch this movie with the clear understanding of, of where is it going, just for character, and I think that's where I have my like conflicts with it because I'm happy it doesn't feel forced, even though I have an issue with the pacing. But now that I think about it, I don't think that I don't think it's pacing. I think it's a it's a hard movie to want to say, hey, here's a perfect 10, because there's mm -hmm. just some things about it that just feel off, right. but it doesn't feel off in the sense like, oh, here's Black Widow, we're gonna force it in your face. Kinda I don't I don't even want to bash Captain Marvel because I actually really do like Captain Marvel, but I do feel in comparison, Captain Marvel was more of a forced movie. Yeah. Where yeah. Black Widow felt yeah. like, no, this is it, a part of 
Mm-hmm. Well, Captain I think Marvel, well, Captain, Captain Marvel is like, look, I was talking to my wife about this. It was like, you know, everyone was talking about Captain Marvel being the first female superhero movie. And I'm like, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel just feels like a superhero movie. Like, hands down, because Carol isn't, isn't she's human, but she's not human. Like, she's been living with the Creed doing her whole thing, mm-hmm. where Black Widow is like, the to me, the first MCU female-led, female-written, female-directed Marvel movie. And like, it talks about, you know, some of those issues that they deal with, especially with the Red Room, and they treat it like how they should with Red Guardian, like being like being the guy that he is. But like the way that movie is does such a better job than Captain Marvel. Captain right. Marvel felt forced because they needed to bring in the strongest person to fucking fight Thanos. VT, like, right. you know, mm-hmm. I want VT to jump in. Cause yeah, like, what was your complaint about the, the movie? Um, what was one of the things? Cause I know there were some stuff that people was like, eh. so I wanted to get yeah. like, like your, what was your, what was your take on that? Well, I guess we'll get into it with uh, Taskmaster because I just, for me, I think that was the biggest issue um, that I had going because it just felt like she, since we're talking about like shoehorning in characters, um, I felt like she was just kind of dropped into place. You know, I didn't really feel any attachment or sorrow for it. It was just like, she's here. She's here for one mission. That's it. You know, and then by the end of the movie, she's just like gone, you know, and I wanted to see more of Taskmaster. Um, Now, I know there was an issue and I just read up on this today that the origins of Taskmaster was originally supposed to be like a male. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, I think they, yeah, they, they said, yeah, sorry. They said that Tasma, that they had the original version from the comics, but they did with this version to try to tie it more in with Natasha. But but go ahead. Sorry. And that's why I don't care about the gender swap. I just care about the character. Make me care about the 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 highs and lows of this character. And I just I guess I just didn't get that. Um, so, so wait, 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 wait. Oh, let me sorry. let me let me just show this real quick. Um, mm-hmm. This is courtesy of the comic tube. And it's showing this is yes, this is this is why I think that they really put cast master taskmaster in there because they think we are going to we are definitely because the, the players are there yeah. and abomination is coming back. So so can I real quick before Charles goes in, I just want to say this. A lot of people I, I've been reading up on Twitter like for the past couple of days regarding this. A lot of people are complaining about the fact that it's not um, Jason, Jason John Masters. That's his name. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not John Masters. Uh, Tony, being, Tony Masters. Tony Masters. Yes. Sorry. It's not Tony Masters being Taskmaster. And oh, don't okay. get me wrong. I love the twist. I love the fact that it's it's Dracov's daughter that's in there. And it's actually she's actually being forced to be in that suit. All right. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's a suit is a Marvel trope that plays on throughout the entire MCU. Right. I do suspect that there will be a different person in that Taskmaster suit later on, much like what they did with the Mandarin, how they made Trevor Slattery the Mandarin. And then now we're getting the Mandarin in Shang-Chi. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're going like I I know I'm, I'm really like a Marvel head for saying this, but I trust the process because it hasn't failed yet. Mm-hmm. Right. I right. trust the process that they bring in a character for story's sake. Right. And then they bring it full circle because the story's going to allow it for a later time. So, so I think what, that so just what the, do we do with her? What do we do with the daughter then? Wait, wait, well, the I, daughter's already, the daughter's already done. Like if you think about it, she's been, she the mind, the mind controls over. So she mm-hmm. and the other Black Widows, all they're doing is freeing the other Black Widows. Tony, so like, so to jump to jump to jump on that, like you know, talk, bringing in you know Draco's daughter, what VT was saying. I think we just needed to figure something out because of the you know we got Draco's daughter in the drop in Avengers one when she's talking to Loki. I was watching Avengers one with the kids. It's kind of why I remember that shit, not because mm-hmm. I have a photographic memory. But anyway, so like they had to bring it in, and I think. I think, you know, using that character to talk about the Red Ledger is what they needed to do. But to going to Sean Luke's point of doing what Marvel does and trusting the process, they did call it the Taskmaster Initiative. And Tony Masters, based off comic lore, did teach low-level villains and high-level villains how to fucking fight. So who's to say he wasn't a part of, like, the Red Room didn't hire him because he wanted to get into villainy because he thought it was more profitable. The Red Room, Dracov didn't hire him to like create this program and then maybe we get 
Taskmaster uh, later on, especially if we decide to do uh, Thunderbolts. Because I I don't oh, think I it would I don't think it makes sense to have Drakov's daughter be part of the Thunderbolts. Agreed. I think I don't no, think that makes, okay. like she should be. The widows should be doing their own thing, and maybe mm-hmm. that has something to do with Florence Pugh, and like she's a part of that, or whatever the hell Val's doing. Like I don't know. Like we have to see what happens. But mm. if they didn't decide to bring in Tony Masters that way, because he was like the the leader and the trainer for the Taskmaster Initiative, and he mm. comes down down the line, then cool. Um, then it makes sense. I like it. You know, okay, I, I, I would I would oh, love wait, to wait, see it. Sean. Sorry. I'm so gonna, I'm gonna, is, I'm gonna oh. pick up some. I'm gonna go with Charlie, but I'm gonna take some comments. I love you, Emilio. Come on, I'm not always shitting on them. I will shit them because <laughs> I want them to have a great product. It is the execs. We will get together. We will talk about how the exec, the execs of Warner Brothers have messed up those movies. Because yeah. if you look at Titans, Titans is good. Titans has been pretty good. Harley Quinn, the animated show, animated amazing. Series, amazing. amazing. We just haven't got to talk to them. Yeah. And Titans is coming back season three in August. So if you haven't seen Titans, I recommend also, it. Also, also DC is like the king of anime. Comic book movie. Yes. That's yeah. the thing. Like, that's the and, and, and when Long it's Halloween comes out, Long Halloween out, Long Halloween Part One was amazing. And it came out already. Got the bootleg. No, it came out. Got the bootleg. No, it came out already. You got the Dean Winchester edition. Is that what you got? Yeah, what you're talking about? the what thor suffered because thor one and thor two if you ask about those movies no one really talks about thor and ragnarok because thor was a rushed character they right. rushed thor to get him ready for the avengers which is the same day they did with captain marvel to get her ready for infinity war now we're going to jump into you charlie go right ahead okay so damn it I fr- oh sorry my bad um fuck shit. yeah so there before, we go. so before we move away from from the story i just want to say like i think that was the fail um something that bt said where it's kind of like you get the daughter, but there's no, she's the B protagonist, antagonist, but you don't really feel the heart to it. And to Tone's point, like, right. yeah, you can go back and watch all the Marvel movies to which with Black Widow being this central character, like they keep telling like these backstories of what happened, but I don't think it really relates to the daughter. And so w- one part is moving forward towards the Thunderbolts. I don't think it would make sense to have the daughter a part of the team if you really didn't give her a lot like there wasn't a lot of heart in 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 writing her for this movie, and think it was that's a good a plot fail. twist. I will give it a yeah. great. Plot yeah, yeah, it was. I think it, it was, was a fail. I, th- I feel like it's a failed, and I know that's being harsh. It's a failed plot twist because I have that for myself. I have that same feeling too. Like, where is why should I care about this character? And then was the twist too far out? Was it so far out that when I got to it, I was just kind of like, uh. You, right. I mean, the, the twist should be at a point that it's it's pivotal and it's surprising. But when it came out, it it wasn't impactful. It didn't it didn't right. really add more value. It's a, to it's the a, movie. I didn't see so, that coming, but does it really matter? Yeah. So I want to ask everybody: Did you see that twist coming early on? Yes. No. Early on, honestly, no. <laughs> honestly, I, honestly, I'd be surprised if you saw it. Up until five minutes before the reveal. So here's the thing. I'll, I'll I'll say it because I was with my um I was with my roommate and we were watching the movie, right? And the moment you see Taskmaster fighting and the moment you see Taskmaster moving out of the jeep to, for the for the first of first her first appearance, you one you could tell that's a woman in the suit. Okay, if you really look at that's it, you can reach. tell it's a that's no, a it's reach. not a reach. We saw they, it. that's a reach. No, that's and I'm reach. telling you, what, I, I, I really so, cannot tell what gender, uh, yeah, right. yeah. Um, so, I think it was two people also, playing. Also, to be fair, if, if if you're trying to play Taskmaster, that whoever's in that suit fights whoever, however, based on whoever they're fighting. Yeah. Right, so it was so that person was moving like Scarlett Johansson, which is a female. So the moment we saw that, we're like, okay, it's got to be a female in there, or no. somebody who can but, move, but, move like a female. But, but did but, you get that when she was fighting Red Guardian? I didn't get that. Right, because I didn't get that. <laughs> well, yeah, you know how you know how I got that. Well, by then it was already oh, too late. We already knew that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're so so we're, only... we're gonna get your roommate to beat you up. You keep on with that. No. So same logic. Under that same logic, that means. Every male that played a female Power Ranger, you knew that that was a male in those suits. Did but you not see the junk? To, no, wait, wait, wait. 
But you have to think about this. Taskmaster is supposed to copy what all the Avengers' say? ability. Right. I was yeah. going to bring that up. Like, like, Taskmaster knew the flying styles of each Avenger. So it would make sense that she would carry on some of the moves yeah, so, of Black Widow. So the, well, other wait, twist, wait. the other twist that would be... Can someone explain why Melina would betray Drake off? I'll, I'll explain that. Um, I think it's more of to do with the scene that she was more loyal to Scarlet's character, to Black Widow, to Natasha, especially when they had that scene when she saw that she still had the book. She wasn't loyal to Drake off. None of them were. They all yeah. hated him. Yeah. And mm -hmm. when they were all freed, because, you can tell. They, they were disposable to him. Yeah. And, that was uh, the biggest thing. And then, <laughs> um, yes, when she was fighting Scarlet at the beginning, I felt like she moved like a female. Um I mean, again, at Taskmaster, if we look at the characters, supposed to copy everybody's yeah. moves. Taskmaster even did, the, yeah. right. even did the three-point stance. Right. Yep. <laughs> right. So, I mean. I, I don't Looks know. Like jumped him out, and that was hilarious. I, I have to say, that was really funny throughout the entire movie. Can, like, poser. Yeah. Can, we talk, <laughs> yeah. wait, can we talk about that? I, I want to highlight a photo from that movie um, about her poser. Can I, can I highlight that? Yeah. yeah. Scarlet's? Uh, yes, so I, I just want to highlight that. Uh, let's see, screen share, share screen. <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> not All right, let, let me let me know when you're ready uh, to share that. Uh, go, go. Oh, okay. So <laughs> all I understand, <laughs> I understand what it's like <laughs> when her Yo, sister. Why are you June calendar? When her sister. Why are you revealing the June calendar? Now we're doing this the December calendar. What's going on here? So, so when her sister was talking about, when her sister was talking about. Yo, Why do we always remove, do, the do we remove Sean or do we remove Charlie from the chat? I feel like we remove both of them right now. I mean, this is great, man. <laughs> when your sister was talking about both Why grounded. do you always do the pose? I was well, like, Welcome yes. to the show, VT. Why does Sean <laughs> always do I the pose? So much. Why does Sean always do the pose? So I my nightmares are gonna be super high tonight. But, <laughs> yo, let's really back i got i i want you guys <laughs> to talk about your favorite character i want to talk about red garlean and scarlet pew's uh character um i feel like can i i, I, I you've been florence talking too pew. much Sean. we're gonna we're gonna florence pew's character <laughs> we're gonna start with vt because you've been talking right, too much right. Sean. you're in you're in timeout <laughs> we we saw too much <laughs> of you already with the with, with your charlie show. <laughs> Sorry, about poser. Um, um, yeah, go ahead, uh, Trey. Go yeah, ahead. I think the consensus amongst all of us is that Florence Pugh is like she plays the best character in the movie, yeah. you know. And I think that's a major benefit because we're going to see more of her, you know. And you want to feel attached, and you want to feel like she can carry on the Black Widow name because I do feel like she's going to be a new Black Widow. Um, so I think that was my favorite character of the movie. And second, um, God, I don't even think I have a second, like, favorite character. I think it's, it's, it's hard, years. man. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, that's my pick. Sean, now you could talk about Florence Pugh and Red Guardian. You've been tagged in. Thank you. Just honestly, Florence Pugh, because Red Wait, what happened to Sean? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, so oh, weird. bloody. It's a family show. Family show. Love you, George. Thank you, man. Always yeah, support. Make sure you check out George and catch the craze. Yes, sir. All right. I feel like there was not enough Red Guardian to actually enjoy. Um. Mm. Honestly, think about it. All he did was be an annoyance to 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 the to the sisters, right? Do a couple okay. of fight scenes where he gets his ass whipped. I can't whipped. wait for that tag. That's his whole fucking purpose. <laughs> his whole entire Let's go, Tone. Let's go, Tone. Let's go, Tone. The fact that he was compared to, 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 to Crimson Dynamo, bro. Bro, like, bro he is a, a. That's his whole purpose. Typical machismo living in the past bullshit. That's yeah. his entire <laughs> stick. My man was like lying that he fought Captain America. That's his whole thing. He's living in the past, living in the glory days. That's like, great. That, that was it. That is and great. I, and I, but and what, about the, what about the fighting scenes? What so, about the scenes that make him feel shape. like Red he's, Guardian? He, he, he's out of shape. He's in there fucking arm wrestling with fucking prisoners. He ain't doing nothing. Right. <laughs> 
Fucking you know Strange, what? Stranger, honest, Thing, played... Stranger Things season four was filmed as Red Guardian. All right, he's coming back later on Netflix. <laughs> he's coming back. He's coming I back. Say, I want to say I think he was great playing. I I really enjoyed his character. I don't see what Sean sees. I think he played his role. I think if you think about the comics, the nostalgia of him reminiscing over the idea of battling Captain America, that's all you really need out of his character. For God's sake, Sean, this was not a Red Guardian movie. This was a Black Widow movie. All right. <laughs> I mean, I really liked him too, honestly. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think because like there were some scenes where he felt kind of like embarrassing and harboring on the past. Almost thought that was like a perfect representation of him as like a dad character. You know what I mean? Just to embarrass his daughters like every step of the way, like when he was in the bedroom, <laughs> trying to like um, I'm trying to you know trying to be a father figure, and he just screws up telling his fish story. Like I, I just feel like that was such a natural thing to do for his yeah. character. I love the scene between him and Yolanda when they start singing the song to her "Bye Bye Miss America" but to show that he cared for her. And I was like, yes. to me, honestly, that was I, good I, storytelling. Yeah, that cool honestly, that's one Dave Harbour, fucking amazing job with this role. But mm -hmm. also, like, for me, like Rachel Rachel Vice, I love her to death. Love her so much. I didn't get like that much emotionally attached to her that i did with uh with his character his like red guardian alexi was like my dude because i was just like it's he hot. knows <laughs> it's hot but like you know, you know like he's he's this like like tone said like he's in his head all this glory stuff whatever the case is but there's a moment where he gets to recognize that and see where he fucked up and he's like i just want to be a good dad for my daughters I know I'm a fuck up. I know I'm like this, whatever machismo, whatever the case is. But you see it right before he starts to sing, like Seabass was saying. And I was just like, there it is. Yeah. There it goes. Like, I, you I, know, I, I, was, I guess I just want to see more done. of him. I guess I, I just want to see more of him. Oh, I mean, yeah. take, I take, no take one, the no one, Yeah. No, no one doesn't want to see more of him. We all want to see right. more of him. Take but the I think he did a really good, solid job at what he did do. Because he was there for a very specific role. He was there for the machismo, you know, whatever. You know, to be like he was this role, and he played it well. That's like, all it was. Yeah. I want, like I want people to the take role this as the only guy in a family of women. Like, yeah. that's that's what he's doing. That's, that's want, what he's doing. You know, I want people to take the the characters this way because um, when we first got introduced to the MCU, we were being introduced to characters. What we're starting to see now is more of the passing of torch. And the Black Widow movie for me again was the passing of torch, mm -hmm. and introducing new characters like because i want to see red guardian meet john walker now and captain america and bucky aka mm. winter soldier how is that interaction going to go now because that's right. in play right. that is do in you play, do you think stuff. red guardian will be in the thunderbolts um no. not exactly i don't think he'll be in the thunderbolts i believe he may because um they were talking about that they're gonna do uh falcon and winter soldier uh season two but captain america winter soldier was beyond and i it would be funny to see him in that again it's, like i'm fighting captain america than any of the other shows to be fair well apparently they're not giving season two of any shows but they are making a movie so that should that could work uh, yeah, okay. that's not, okay. I don't know. You gotta, I gotta, we gotta look into that because I know Loki. Well, the, is getting... the well, the writers, the, yeah, the writers of, yeah. of of Winter Soldier and Falcon are writing Captain America four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But from what I was, from what Kevin Feige said a while back, there's not going to be any season twos. These are all just miniseries, all leading to movies. Yeah. Let's because face you it. can't call the next show Falcon and Winter Soldier season two. It's going to be Captain America and uh, the winter soldier yeah yeah so it's like it makes sense that none of these shows get a season two the only one that makes sense is loki because it's in his name right. um wandavision no because you know it was not wandavision and i had a finale but um but let's i feel talk about, uh, yeah keep going sorry keep going no let's talk about something i mean we're talking about all this talk about the thunderbolts the thunderbolts thunderbolts we get florence Pugh now who's taking up the mantle of black widow Let's talk about the fact now that we are seeing a setup for also a possible West Coast Avengers. It may not be Thunderbolts. It may be West Coast Avengers because we have White Vision in play. Sure. We have uh, we have pretty much U.S. Agent. Um, so it's like all these characters. Plus, we're starting to see even more characters with the Young Avengers, but we'll get into Loki about that. But yeah, we're seeing this. Mm -hmm. um, I what are your guys' thoughts? I honestly, I don't think they're going to do the West Coast Avengers because if the, if the only way they would do that is if Ant-Man and the Wasp continues after Quantumania. 
right? Once because those two are main staples of West Coast Avengers, right? But why wouldn't it? Right. Well, a lot of these sh- movies now are, uh, if you look at it, are ending a sort of a finality. Guardians of the Galaxy three—that's their quote unquote last film, right? Quantumania. They're saying that that's going to lead into something even more, which probably is going to put and them in the on the wayside and make Kang the big bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I was talking about this before. All these shows so far: WandaVision, Loki, right? What if? They're all leading to Doctor Strange too, right? And there was a rumor that Captain Carter from What If is going to be in a live action role for Doctor Strange too. Mm. So I don't think they're going to do the Charlie, West Coast Avengers like that. At the keyboard right now, right? <laughs> no, right there's a rumor. There, it is a rumor that Haley Atwell may be reprising that role yeah, as, as Captain, Captain Carter. Carter. However, I do, it's I do believe the Thunderbolts mm-hmm. because they're introducing a lot of these secondary well, yeah. villain, anti-hero characters. Yeah, you have right? ghosts who appeared in Ant-Man. Right. right. Abomination's coming back. Yep. Um, Thunderbolt Ross, we want to see him do the Red Hulk. We definitely want to see oh, it. I want to see him do Red Hulk. So, so I want to say that the first real MCU movie that is that people don't talk about is Incredible Hulk 2008, right? Um, because yeah. nobody talks about it. Everybody always jumps straight to Iron Man. The right. reason I bring up 2008 is because everything Sean says, I'm gonna throw that shit out the window because we don't know where we're gonna be in the next 16 years. We, if all of this started in 2008 and we are now in 2021, I feel like we are at some point going to get that Avengers West Coast. Marvel's Which... going to give us, even though they're no longer doing like general phases, there's a possibility that the way they are setting things up. We don't know where we're going to be in the next. They're, they're still doing. Phases. Oh, wait, 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 Charlie. Are you talking about the Eric Bana Incredible Hulk or the Edward Norton? No, Incredible Hulk? The, the, the Universal one, the Edward one that okay. the one, the one that came out after Norton. Iron Man one. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's not a. But, his, but here's the problem: because it was Universal, they kind of like nitpicked out of that, and they did. I remember Kevin Feige did say that eventually we are going to see the leader again out of that movie, but no mm. time soon. Yeah. Right. So I yeah. Think- there, over the 16 years, yes, there's so many different things that have happened. However, contrary to your point, there has been a solid script. There has been, as 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 um, Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury said in Iron Man, right? Or no, in Avengers, there was always this plan to bring people together, right? And this was something that they hinted at from the very beginning. So there was a long-term plan. Right, we can see now because we've seen over thirty Marvel movies, where for the most part these plans go. Black Widow introduced us to multiple characters, some more important than others. Taskmaster, whether we like it or not, storyline-wise made sense, but will come back probably as a different character. Yelena Belova, whose MCU origin was completely changed from the comics, which is a welcome change because the the actor and the character is such a welcoming one that people well, don't mind Marvel's the origin change. The MCU is notorious for for changing origin stories. Yeah, like, we we got to be used to it. But. I mean, they have to. Well, wait, Red Guardian might be the super soldier, Soviet so, super soldier. Supposedly, we should see them in a future show. I agree with that because again. Mm-hmm. They, the characters on the board now, but um, I want to lead in with you guys and um, Trey, I will lead in with you with this question is how did you feel about the action in this movie? The action sequences, please. And and the animator that you are, how did you feel about some of these special effects? Um, so here's the thing. I'm, it's really strange because like sometimes I can tell when a movie uses too much like CGI, like Spider-Man pisses me off for that reason, because I know when they use a CGI stunt double in those movies, you know, and it just irks me to no end. What I liked about the fighting in uh, Black Widow was that for a majority of it, it was all practical, you know, and it was fast. It was quick. You know, I, I really did enjoy the fighting in this movie. I really wanted to see more of it. Um, you know, when I had that, it's so funny because when um, that scene where they're where at the dinner table, I was just thinking, when are they going to fight again? Like, I just want to see more of that. You know, if this is going to be our swan song. I want to see your kick ass to no end. You yeah. know, um, and I think 
at the very end of the movie where they have a big climactic scene where um, the Red Room was just falling apart. That was my favorite action scene. And not just in that movie, but like of all time in like uh, the MCU. Like it was just so cool to watch. So, Charlie, Sean, I'll let you tag team on that. Um, for me, the bridge scene, the, the very first fight scene on the bridge that sets the tone of Taskmaster um, come looking for the vowels. I think that for me kind of said, okay, I'm in here. Like, let's see where this, uh, protect this antagonist is going to go. I think, I think in general, like the action like has me, like if I had to give that like a five out of five, I'm, I'm sold in action. I don't think like there was too much effects when it came to like, uh, any type of explosions, any type of real graphics. Like, I think it was just perfect. Um, if I compare it to another movie, I feel like, um, uh, Thor three was way too much, you know. It, it was just way too much CGI. That's just my opinion. Um, but in this, like, this is more low key. Um, she's like the female Bruce Wayne to some extent. No, no, no manifested superpowers. She's it's just pure agility and 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 super, like you know superhuman super pure superhuman strength. I guess you can put it up to. So I think from that that kind of set the tone for me, and I was I was happy with the action. I mean, she's definitely I wouldn't say Batman because she's not rich, right? So you know she couldn't get all those gadgets. So, but to me, the better action scenes were the ones that were very more close up gritty. Like to me, the best action scenes was when the two girls were fighting and literally trying to like kill each other just to see if they can trust each other. Right. Right. That was a gr gritty scene. Um, and the scene towards the end, just before like the red room is falling, when black widow is like fighting all the other black widows, but she's not trying to like hurt them. Right to me, that scene, even though it's like an action scene, had so much emotional weight to it because she knows they're being controlled, so she's trying not to hurt them, but at the same time, she's also trying to save herself. Those action scenes above the big ones, like the whole ride down Budapest with the tank, and you know, the whole taskmaster blowing shit up left and right. Right? To me, those action scenes are great. I guess that's probably why I'm with law when it comes to like um with uh, the, the, the Winter Soldier as one of the best MCU films because the action scenes for them are just as close up, just as gritty, you know, just as fast paced, but also personal. That's what it is, personal. So mm -hmm. It has that now, born identity feeling, right? That born, yeah. I think that's yeah. 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 yeah, very much like born. Tone Law, jump in with those. Okay, all right. Uh, I mean, I talked about the action sequences earlier, just in like the grittiness of, it, especially when you know Florence Pugh and, and Scarlett Johansson are fighting each other. Uh, you know, and I, you know, and to Sean to Sean's part when she's fighting all the Black Widows to get, you know, to get, you know, get like I'm not gonna be the dead horse. It's really great stuff. I think um, what we missed out on in regards to action was all like uh, the, the full capabilities of of Taskmaster. I think that was a big, huge miss that we really could have capitalized on. I thought like the little nods here and there were great. The Hawkeye with the arrow bouncing under the car was great. The her fighting like Winter Soldier with the knife and the knife dropping and doing the whole thing was great. The throwing throwing the shield like Cap, but like then but then she does the thing with the claws, but then we don't see her fight like Black Panther. I think there was a really missed opportunity for for us to see her fight like all of these superheroes because one of the things I was looking forward to was catching all the nods for taskmaster of all the people she studied mm. you know and i think that was just a missed opportunity because i think it just rudiment really, really really dope as an action sequence to see her do that against both uh scarlet and against uh red guardian so i think you know but aside from that you know top notch top notch stuff kudos to the stunt team and yeah, if the yeah. and if florence and scarlet were doing their own stunts or you know to the capacity that they were allowed to like great great shit to piggyback off of that last statement that tom mentioned i would have loved to see that just to see like the thought because we know that black widow is a very skilled fighter and she can adjust like you know as on the fly uh with the best of them so i would have loved to see her make those adjustments or red guardian make those adjustments or yelena make those adjustments while fighting taskmaster like midway going oh shit i can't do this i have to switch it up oh shit i can't do this i have to switch it up and just being like i'm fucking stuck fuck you know what i mean um so missed opportunity Agreed, but I do like that they let 
uh, Black Widow to some degree feel like I guess some of her comic book origin where she felt like a little bit super like more than human because there was there was a what that first fall when she fell when uh, the Black Widow fell in the alleyway and then she also fell and jumped down. I was like, that's a that's a leap. Girl, you fall from like sixty feet. And that's that. That's the Assassin's Creed leap of faith. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I was like, yo, like built different. I'm so glad that they leaned into a lot of you know where she's Black Widow. Sure, she's human, but like she's gone up toe to toe with like crazy shit. There should be no right. reason why she couldn't take a hit and dish out the same level of like, like that's why like I was hyped when she was like. Oh, you hit like a bit, Drake off. Like, what's up? And I was yeah. like, let's fucking go. I was I was mad high for it, you know. So so for me, I have to say the action when we saw the the beginning when she first got introduced to when she first met Taskmaster with the explosion on the bridge, and when they were trying to escape from Taskmaster in the alley, it was like it was quick. It was quick. The explosion was out of nowhere, it was boom, like holy shit. And then when the tank came out of nowhere, for me, that was like, dude, that. Where the fuck did that tank come from? It just, it just <laughs> fucking came out of nowhere. I was like, holy shit. So the action was in his face. My favorite scenes, though, and I want to get everybody's favorite scenes. Um, Again, I said bye-bye, Mr. Mary Pie. I loved when David Arbor, um, the Red Guardian, took that one um blow, that, that one tranquilizer. He was like, yeah, this is nothing. And all of a sudden, foom, 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 foom. I was like, oh, fuck. That was funny. And then I love the scene. Again, like I'll always say piggyback off of that. When she was like, she was getting punched by Drake off. And she's like, yeah, you hit like a bitch. It's like <laughs> she had to break her own nose. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. But yeah, what was We're everyone's close, favorite scene? What was it? It, let's go ahead. What was everyone's favorite scene in the movie? Um, we know that this was Charlie's favorite scene. Oh, favorite scene. boy. Favorite. favorite. <laughs> I think he's like, I don't know what I'm into. How was, did you say that? That was a. <laughs> no, Charlie, Charlie, real quick. I, that I was a well written joke. It was It was well written. Um, The fact that you. you Previous scenes, they they're in, they're having this whole conversation about why do you do this pose, and then in action she does the pose, and then she she it clicks in her head that she's like, oh, I get it, I do do the pose. Right. So I think that was one of like the funniest funniest <laughs> moments, other than the uh, um, when she did herself when Elena did it, and she's like, I like it. Charlie, I just have to ask, like. How much time in Photoshop? I did that in two minutes when I was talking to when I came into the group. When you guys, when I met you guys, I did that. I was doing that right then and there. Yo, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is this is this is on brand. This is all on brand. But yeah, well, actually, well, he's well. not joking because we were talking about this earlier, and as soon as he got home, that's what he was working on. Yeah. I was like, let me over, let me Photoshop and yeah. Uh, Trey, give us your favorite. Favorite scene. Mm. Strangely enough, I think my favorite scene is uh, post credits, um, where you see, uh, you know, you, you get this, you get to say goodbye to Black Widow, Natasha. Mm. Um, you know, and you know. One thing is, you finally got to see that. Um, you finally get to see that she got her dog, um, mm-hmm. which is great. But um, like I say, it just—I think that scene because it was just so silent and peaceful. It felt like it carried more weight. It's just like you realize now that yeah, it's like shit. She's gone. Like we just watched her on her big epic bow. And now we have to say goodbye, you know, and it really did pull my my heartstrings. I was just like, we're never going to see this character again, you know, unless I do flashbacks, which I, I doubt. But yeah, that that I think that scene spoke volume for him. You know, all the scenes are great, but that one spoke to me the most. Isn't it? Isn't it? All right. So this is going to be weird if I can piggyback off of that. I feel like we got to say goodbye to the character, but because we now know her sister in a in a future movie is going off of after Hawkeye, I feel like we got to say goodbye to the character, but not goodbye to her story. Because even yeah. though we know that her death, her death wasn't his fault, and we know that, I feel like the relationship between her and Hawkeye, 
her character is going to live on mm. in that sense. If that if, if, I know that's very like maybe that's reaching, but that's the feeling I get. Think about it, like all the characters that we've lost in the MCU. Their stories are still living on. Like Iron yeah. Man's story is mm -hmm. still living on because everybody remembers the sacrifice that Tony did. And it's like Cap's story is still going on with what he's with passing of the torch and what right. he's done. You know so, whose story's not living on? Quicksilver. There you go. We don't yeah. talk about Ralph Boner like that, man. Oh Come on, God. man. Oh Give us your favorites, then we we can wrap up with me and Tone and call it. Um, okay, one. so real quick, um, I, my two favorite scenes are one. Yes. Uh, shut up. My two favorite scenes is one the intro, right when you when they're going through the intro, the Marvel credits and stuff, and it gives you that whole history of the Black Widow program as a related not only to those two but to the other women as well. It was a great recap. It was a great expositional recap, right? That didn't feel forced. It was actually natural to the movie and it felt like something that, and to me, I love that. Uh, if you can tell a story just visually, right? And make it look good, right? And tell a story that you can move forward without having people to say, oh, well, what does that mean? That's perfect. And the second scene I like, believe it or not, the family dinner scene, just for the fact mm -hmm. that they were together and that, that thing. And even though they realized that it was a fake family, to most of those people, it felt real. And that kind of storytelling right there, that's what was the heart of the movie right there in that dinner scene. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like one of the better scenes for me. Then, of course, what you said, Yelena, like shrugging off the pose because she thought it was disgusting. <laughs> so, in other words, Vin Diesel is going to be upset because they stole the whole concept of family. What about you two? Ignore him. <laughs> Dad joke. Oh, no. That that yeah, Lawrence Lawrence hates me for those jokes right now because they could be blown up. There was twenty in a day. Well, well before in we do day. go, before we do go, um, because again, I want to get Tony and all his favorite scenes. Um, but I want to point out to the awesome detail that they did was how in Avengers: Infinity War. Black Widow had the vest. Now we know where she got the vest God from. Which damn now y'all keep stealing the shit. That I want to fucking mention. God damn, I hate going last. That's why we have, that's, and that's what happens when Seabus puts six people in this fucking thing. Tag, tag, law. You're <laughs> hit. Someone said That's why I'll be like, you know what? I'm not gonna beat a dead horse. Y'all got this. I'll, I'll, I'll say something else. Go ahead, law. Um. Uh, y'all pretty much mentioned a lot of the shit I was gonna say. I will say. That uh, with the opening sequence, um, as we got introduced, it didn't feel like a Marvel movie. Like it was felt like a Jason Bourne spy thriller movie. Where I was just like, "Oh shit!" And I remember like watching, like genuinely, just like, "Fuck yeah, Marvel, give me more of this!" Because it felt, I felt more not, not so, so much that I need a Marvel movie to feel grounded, but it felt like they were hitting the same notes that we got. Winter Soldier and what made Winter Soldier such a good movie. Yeah. Um, so that, off the jump, I was already sold. Um, I would also say, like, one of the bigger scenes for me was a lot of the, um, like, interactions between sisters, like, the pockets, the, you know, this and third, when they were in the car together, like, how they, like, reacted with each other. Even the fight scene that they had with each other initially, just to be like, yo, we good? Can, can we was really dope to see because you can see like there's a lot of regret with with uh with scarlet there's a lot of um there's a lot of admiration and like resentment with flow that gets worked very well throughout the course of the story and i was here for all of it so i there was you know a lot of great scenes you guys stole a bunch of them but for the for that like details those details of like you know the sisters and then even the family like uh what we saw in the 90s was like oh snap and then you just see the, the flip of the switch yeah we gotta go shut all this shit down we gotta go was massively done mm -hmm. get tone take us take away. away all right um yeah so let's do my favorite scene so one is uh yelena in the truck stop wawa i guess when she's like <laughs> faking the pose and like trying to do it and i, I thought that was a really like the, the comedy for there was great and yeah. also her talking to drakov calling him a bitch but i gotta say uh <laughs> what i really enjoyed about the movie was that how much 
I hated Drakov as a scumbag, and we got the guy for 10 fucking minutes. Yo, for like, real. Like, for like real. the way he was really tying in that human trafficking thing of all the women talking about that and like saying how he's using girls as weapons. The fact that there's like a whole like biological pheromone thing, just mm. all this stuff that he all does. All the things that the made him, that he, him. Oh. The, fa- the fact that he used his daughter, like there's so much, so many levels right. to him. There was no need for me to see why he got this way. There was no need for a gray. And I think we were talking about this like last week about gray and black and white villains. Right. And he was a perfect was, black uh, villain. Black right. and white villain, just perfect. I did. I hated him. I was happy when he fucking died and burned in the fucking plane, and it got the point across. Yep. And the the like, yeah. it was it was great. I, I I you know you gotta you get like 10, 15 minutes with a really good villain antagonist, and you really understand why why Black Widow left. Like you yeah. get it, and like you understand uh, the red in her ledger. Like it all makes sense, which yeah. is you know what I loved about it. One of the things I loved about it. I have to say too, like so. Because, like, I just want to, I just want to add this in there. Something that's movie highlighted. The movie definitely highlighted family, <laughs> and I think that's important. I'm, I'm happy oh, that. Can we cut him off? We're already oh. over time. Can we cut yeah, him off? Yeah, yeah, VT, VT, go, go, go. Come, come on, because Charlie was going through some shit and cut you off. VT, go. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad I got stopped for that because that was gold. That was just beautiful. Um, <laughs> Don't encourage him. <laughs> She's going to be to all you guys tonight. I just know it. Um, so I think, just I guess just to wrap it up, um, there was something to this movie that I didn't really realize until like I was I stopped watching. Um, I realized there was a lot more gravity to this entire movie because um, you're not dealing with like demigods. We're not dealing with you know kids who got bit by a radioactive spider, they're all human, you know, and there's more gravity to it because you don't know who's going to live, you don't know who's going to die, you know, you know that their mullets are most human-like um, and I think that that was just such a subtle element to this entire movie. Um, now, of course, yeah, of course, like, you know, you do have, like, scenes where they show that um, science was involved, but for the most part, everyone was just like us, you know. And I think that's such a great tonal shift in this movie. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Agree. That's the best. I'll keep this short. I because what you're saying, VT, is something that Law says. The fact that Marvel's able to tell a story about superheroes or people who who are yeah who are superheroes without being over the top without it always having to be about strength and there's a human aspect to it i think that's why it fits in those categories of like born identity or you know in that thriller sense and that's why just to drop this with doctor strange 2 i look forward to see what marvel does with going into the horror route because how do Mm -hmm. they normalize and, and make that in in that genre or in that space how do they do that because they've been doing a good job whether if they're focusing on the superpower aspect or just the everyday human like interaction like low-key aspect of it right right anyway i want to before we go um i didn't want me to know that we're ignoring him again marvel is full and dc are full of shadow organizations and aim, yes, they were mentioned in Iron Man three, but because Iron Man three kind of flopped, we they're probably holding them off. But and also too, we may get aim in um because Deadpool is now in the MCU, and we know that one of his best friends is one of the aim guys. So, but um yeah, we're gonna be back at ten thirty for more MCU. We're gonna be talking about Loki. So um again, check out everyone's links in the description. Check out the Kickstarter that's in the description for um Hazam Hazam Productions by um Rodney Fike, his book that's out. Um, so please check it out again. We want to thank everyone who joined us tonight. We will catch you guys back at 10 30. Um, um, it's been your boy Sebastian. It's your boy, uh, I just <laughs> wow. your boy Tone from across the hall. See y'all in 20 minutes. Yep. <laughs>